Hey there, this is your girl Shawanda, and you're listening to Refreshing the Soul Podcast, a show where we bring our experiences and God's truth to refresh the heavy and hard places in your soul. From anxiety to unforgiveness, we'll learn how to come to an honest place in our souls and uproot those hidden lies so that you can discover the unique expression God created you to be in this world. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Refreshing the Soul podcast. I'm your host, Shawanda Williams. How is your soul doing? How is your soul doing? Are you dealing with any anxiety? Are you anxious? Are you worried about something? You know, I pray that this month in May, the series of Refreshing the Anxious Soul, I pray that you are refreshed in that place. I pray that you you get enlightened, that you become light in that place. I know anxiety can feel like something that has more control over us than us over it. And I'm here to tell you that you can have control over it. It really does start in the mind. It starts in the way that we we think. And as I mentioned last week, if you haven't checked out that episode, check it out. It's about being pulled versus being led. But in that episode, I talked about how I experienced anxiety when my husband was over in Iraq and I had a three-year-old and a baby and I could not figure out why I was dealing with anxiety. It was like the thoughts that I was thinking, I was not even aware of it until my body felt pain, until my body was so my chest began to tighten and I had shortness of breath. I knew there was something wrong. And I think sometimes we feel like we can't control it because we we feel it first and we, we feel it in our body and we just don't know what is it that's going on that's causing it. So I believe one of the ways that we can come into an awareness or come into a place of where we are gaining that control back is simply doing something that that actually Paul says to do. He says he says to take those thoughts captive. We have to think about what are we thinking about? And I know <laughs> I think I'm sure you've heard that before, but it really is true. Sometimes we really don't pause to think about okay, what is going on? What am I worried about? What is what are the thoughts that are on my mind? And even a little bit more deeper than that, what is triggering the thoughts? What is triggering this feeling? And that's really what I want to talk about today and help you come to an honest place and start finding the root of your anxiety is let's identify these triggers. Let's take a moment to really pause and slow down and say, okay, what is causing me to be worried? What is causing me to feel anxious? And so again, you know, anxiety, it's a feeling of worry. It's an unpleasant state of inner turmoil. You know, that inner turmoil, when I hear that, that's just a, that's unrest in my, in our soul. That's a disturbance of my peace in my soul. It's a feeling of fear, dread, uneasiness, 
And typically it's about something that hasn't happened or a fear of an outcome. You don't know how something's gonna pan out. And so when we're dealing with anxiety, it's really good to know, you know, what is it that keeps triggering this place in me? What am I being triggered by? And so, you know, for me, one of the things I had to stop and look at, because I'm telling you, there's a lot of, of things I'm sure that we all are triggered by, and it's different for each of us, right? There's some things I wouldn't be triggered by that maybe you would, and maybe there's some things that, you know, really that trigger you that wouldn't trigger me. Like for me, I know taking tests, I never really was afraid about taking tests. Like I had confidence in myself. I studied, but I know there are people, even if they studied, they would still have anxiety. It's just something about taking tests. So that just, that would trigger them. And one of the things that I noticed that triggered me, and I'm going to take y'all into my story a little bit, you know, with my my husband at the time when I was married, you know, he cheated on me for all of our marriage, our whole marriage. And it's something about, you know, when it comes to infidelity, it's about the secrecy, the secrecy of this life that the person that you trusted and loved is traumatic to know that they did something in secret. And that traumatic experience caused me to feel triggered when I felt like anything that he was, that he could have been doing was in secret. So even him looking at his phone or typing on his phone, I would immediately feel this anxiety. I would get triggered because I feared maybe he's talking to someone. Again, I don't know what's going on. I don't know the outcome, but it triggered a place in me of where I was once traumatized. And so I really want you to look at yourself and and really think about what are the places that I feel anxious? What are the places that I am getting triggered to go into this worry state and really be honest about it? I had to be honest about, man, every time I see him looking at his phone or if he's out a little later than he should be or whatever, like get that anxiety, that anxiety feeling, you know, you can have anxiety from places where you've been traumatized, you know, maybe it's not so as, I don't want to say someone's story or someone's anxiety is more, you know, light or heavier than someone else's. Cause I know with us all, we all have all of our souls are different and it's set up <laughs> differently, but anxiety is anxiety, whether it's over taking tests, you know, maybe something did happen to where you failed a test before, or maybe there was like an unwanted or unnecessary pressure putting on you from a child to perform well. You know, sometimes we get anxious over when we have to present or have to perform and we really got to look at those places and say, okay, why, why is this triggering me? Number one, this is a trigger for me. And I believe a lot of us know what those places are. And if you haven't, I want you to slow down and think about that. Are you a person who, when, when you don't see 
what you want to see happening in the time that you're supposed to see it. Maybe you have expectations for something. Maybe you have expectations to have, you know, a certain amount of money within the next month or maybe you're, you know, and sometimes people are going through, you know, a financial hardship right now and your finances, knowing that you have to pay bills and you know, you don't, you don't see the money. You don't see how you're going to, to pay it. And you have worry in your soul. You have anxiety in your soul. I want you to really take a moment and don't graze over the feeling. We'll just like graze over it and allow our souls to be in unrest when really we're, we're worried. We're anxious. And God doesn't want you to be that way. He doesn't want you to live that way. And if we don't stop to identify what's going on in our souls, if we don't stop to identify the triggers that are pricking a part of us that's that's causing us to be anxious, then guess what? We'll continue to go in cycles of where the next time I have a bill that's due, every time I open the envelope and I see there's a bill that due, I'm going to get anxiety over it. And we have the power and the authority to disrupt the cycle, to really take control of what we are choosing to think. And then that will, that will change how you feel. So many times when, when we deal with anxiety, we just want to change the feeling. But we got to get to a place of what am I thinking? What am I perceiving behind this feeling? First, let me change that first. And then the way that I feel will change. Will this be overnight? You know, no, probably not. But once you start to learn, okay, this is what trigger, this is what's triggering me, but this is the way that I'm going to choose to think from here on. All right, so I do want to read this scripture that I just love in the Passion Translation. It's Philippians 4 and 6. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. And right here, I'm going to tell you the words that just came alive to me was tell him every detail of your life. Because you know what? You know what happens when we go into this place of being anxious and not remembering or not thinking about what am I thinking about? When I am constantly telling God, Every detail of my life, it's keeping me in an awareness state of my soul. It's keeping my thoughts in the forefront of me versus tucked somewhere deep in my soul. And I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I'm really worried about. And then I'm having this anxiety attack and I'm frustrated because I can't control it because I don't know what thought is controlling me. And so when we tell God, every detail of our life. That means I'm aware of the details of what's going on in my life, what's going on in my soul, how it's making me feel. And God wants us to come to him. He wants us to come to him with our requests, with our concerns, with our worries. 
Paul is saying you have nothing to worry about because the God who cares for you, the God who's the God of peace, you can tell him everything. You can tell him everything. And in order for you to tell him everything, you got to be conscious of it. We have to be conscious of, okay, what am I worried about? What is trying to cause my soul to be anxious? And so I want you today, I want you to one, identify the triggers, okay? As soon as you begin to feel worried or anxious, I want you to pause and think and say, okay, what just caused this? What what did I just see? What did I just hear? What environment or something just reminded me of something? Or what where did I what did I just pass? What did I just walk into that caused this anxiety feeling? And I'm telling you, the more that we pause and do this, the more we'll become aware of it. And the more we won't feel captive and bondage by it. I think a lot of us feel bound by anxiety because we won't stop and pause to say, okay, what is, what is even triggering this? And then after you identify the trigger, I want you to identify the thought. Okay, what was I thinking when I saw this? What was the thought when I heard this? So back to my whole, you know, my husband at the time, when I saw the cell phone, what did I think Mm, that he could be talking to another woman? When I sat down for the test and I got anxiety, okay, what, why did I get anxiety? Why Why did I get worried? What was the thought behind that fear that came up in me? I thought that I could fail this, that maybe I won't remember all the answers. So that's why I got worried. That's why I feared because I feared that I was going to fail, that I may fail. Even going up in front of, maybe you're triggered by having to speak in front of, whether it's a small crowd, large crowd, maybe it's performance. What's the thought? I feel like I may, I thought that I could mess up and be embarrassed and humiliated in front of people. What is the thought? So first you're going to identify the triggers. Then I want you to identify the thought behind the worry. Identify that thought behind that fear. What am I thinking? And then I want I want you to identify the other side of the story. There's two sides to the story. One, back to my again, the being triggered by the cell phone, him on the cell phone. And not knowing if he's texting another woman. Okay, what's the other side? He could be texting a friend. He he could he may not even be texting anyone at all. He could be googling anything. You know what I'm saying? Researching something. What is the other side of the story? I could pass. I study. I could pass this. Or you know what? I may do. I actually may do well. I could do well and perform well or speak well and not trip up over my words, right? And and my message be received or my performance be well plotted, applauded. What is the other side to what you are thinking? Because sometimes what anxiety does, it makes 
the one story that we have in our head of what we're fearing that like that's the only outcome. There could be another side to it, but we have to give ourselves permission to see the other side of the story. Anxiety does not know what to do with that. But a lot of times our thoughts are so used to going down the path of worry of something failing or something going. I mean, the whole point of you worrying is because of the the negative outcome. It's because of the fear of the bad out- outcome. But once you begin to identify what you're, what's triggering you, the thought behind it, you have the power to think something different. You have the authority to change the path of that thought of something more, something positive, the other side of it. And here's the second side of that story on the story that you create in your head. What if he is messing with another woman? He could be. Okay. Then I have to, I have to deal with that. I'm going to ask God to give me the wisdom on what to do next. That like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, ha- I'm going to have to deal with that. I'm going to have to talk to him about it. And we're going to have to figure it out on the next steps of what, how our marriage should go. You got to think through the whole story of your fear. What if I do mess up in the way that I'm, what if I do fail the test? Okay. I failed the test. I'm going to have to retake the test. I'm going to have to study again. Go through the story with the fear. Anxiety will stop us at the place of that is the end of our life. (laughs) This is, we're worried, we're fearing something. And it's like, okay, what's on the other side of this fear? What if it does happen? Sometimes, and sometimes the enemy, he, he loves the, he loves that. What ifs? he loves to put those, those thoughts in you. And something I heard my pastor, my pastor say, she said, okay, yeah. And what if, what if I do fail? What if this does happen? What if, guess what? God is on your side. God has your back. There's no place too dark. There's no place too far that he cannot reach you. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt. I'm not saying that, that the place of, being in a place that you don't want to be in. I'm not saying that it feels good. It doesn't, but we got to learn how to face the thing that we're fearing because as long as we're not facing it, as long as we're not looking at it head on, we anxiety will keep us in a bound place. We will continue to go in a cycle of constant worry because you don't want to face it. And that's what anxiety is. Anxiety is, it comes from a place of fearing something that you really just don't want to deal with, that you're hoping that it doesn't happen. But maybe we need to take our mind, take our thoughts there and say, you know what? If it does, even if it does, what's the story I'm going to tell myself that I can still make it? I can still study and pass this test even if I don't, even if I fail it. Do I want to fail it? No. Do I want to get up in front of a bunch of people and trip and fall on the stage? No. But you know what? If I do, hey, I'm going to laugh it off and I'm going to get back up and I'm going to be myself and I'm going to find a way to interject it and make it funny (laughs) into my speech. You know, some of the things that we worry and we fear over, I believe the sting of it, the potency of the fear can be diminished when we allow ourselves to say, okay, what if, what if it does happen? 
you know, so again, you're going to identify the triggers. What just caused me to have anxiety? What did I hear? What did I think? Right? It's usually something that's going through the ear gate or the eye gate. Then you're going to say, okay, let me identify the thought behind what's worrying me, what's causing me to fear. I'm thinking that I may, I may fail this. I'm thinking I may be, be embarrassed. I'm thinking that he's talking to another woman. Come on, we got to be honest. We got to be real with ourselves. We can't be afraid to go into our soul to find out what's going on with us, how we are thinking. You're actually caring for your soul. You're loving yourself by doing this and not allowing yourself to continue to be beat up by anxiety, to be beat up by worry. This is you taking control and taking captive those thoughts. And then lastly, you're going to identify the other side of that story. And I want you to identify it both ways because sometimes it's good to go a route of thinking something positive. Do not get me wrong, yes. But we also don't want to stay away from the things that fear us. We have to be able to confront it and, and say, you know what, I don't want this to happen. But if it does, maybe I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go to a God who knows what to do. It may not be something so as simple and easy as just, hey, I'm just going to study again and, and pass it. Or it may not be, hey, I can just get up from off the floor that I tripped on or the words that I stumbled over in front of our crowd and just, you know, try to make it funny. Maybe it's not something that's simple and easy that does need prayer, you know, and to anybody who is dealing with infidelity or any type of hardship in your marriage or in your relationship, you know, go to God, ask him for his path. And even the thing that you fear the path in your mind that you think it can be, I have to go to God to see what he says about it. And Philippians 4, 4 and 7 says, then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. I know that God's peace will guard your mind and your heart. And my prayer is that when you do go to him on just, God, give me the, give me the way to think. Give me the way to handle this. I believe he will make those answers known to you. I know that he will give you peace in it. Yes, you can have peace even in a place of turmoil, meaning your outside conditions is just, I mean, it's its not looking good, but we're talking about the inner place. Because again, anxiety is about inner turmoil and God wants to give you inner peace, inner peace. Go to God with your requests. Don't be, don't allow the thoughts to pull you. You pull the thoughts, you hold them captive and you tell yourself, no, this is what I'm going to think. I'm going to one, if I'm trying to make something work, if I'm trying to trust whoever in this relationship, I'm going to choose to trust that they're texting, you know, whoever. We can find peace but the peace is in the way that I think. It is what I allow myself to be worried or anxious about. And our recovery time for it has to be quick. 
okay? <laughs> I think my pastor called it QRT, quick recovery time. And really, just as soon as you feel that anxiety feeling, as soon as you feel it come up on you, bam, you know, one, I'm going to identify the trigger, what just triggered me. Two, I'm going to identify what am I thinking. And then three, I'm going to identify the other side of the story. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to get so good at it that you're going to know your triggers and you're going to know the other way to think. And so when you feel that place again, because you will feel it, you're going to know how to think differently. And once you start changing the way you think, once you start changing the perspective and you keep re consistently rerouting your mind in a way where this is the path that I'm going to allow my mind to go by this, your, the triggers will no longer be triggers. Hear what I'm saying? The triggers will no longer be triggers. I'm believing that for you. My prayer is that whatever it is triggering you, that you're not pulled by it and that you really take authority. You give it to God. You tell him all the details and that you experience his wonderful peace. All right, let's end with our confessions for the anxious soul. And so repeat after me. I will not be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Instead, I will fix my thoughts on you. I will come to you, God, with every detail of my life. I will find something to be grateful for. And I will experience your wonderful peace. And I have one more for you. I will tell God every detail of my life. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, everyone, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get refreshing to those souls who need it. Also, don't forget to head over to Amazon where you can purchase that 30-day devotional Rest for the Soul by yours truly. Um, You want to get it in your hand. And just remember, soul care is self-care. Until next time, bye-bye.